0: It's March. This is Cory and this is the O The Anthem Podcast.
1: Much like daily savings time, we're going to tell you when it's an hour, and it is really an hour, but it feels like so much more. Good afternoon and welcome to episode 362 of the O The Anthem uh, Podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high above the 110 Freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us.
0: Yeah, thank you for listening on your podcast. Your of choice the easiest way. Anchor.fm forward slash O The Anthem.
1: And of course you can join us live Facebook and Twitter, or not anymore, Facebook and Twitch and YouTube, uh, O The Anthem, where we record every episode live on Mondays. Uh, and you can come join us in the Discord where, uh, you can put your comments in. Uh, and I joke about the episode being a little long, but, uh, Corey already, uh, had to deal with my hour long rant in our pre show. So that's out of my system.
0: We had, we had 45 minutes of before we even started talking about what we were going to talk about on this show of Rob Rant. So hopefully. Well, no,
1: it, it's, it's a topic of the show. I just, uh, waxed uh, poetic about that and all of the issues related to that yeah so it's it's not important certainly it has nothing to do with our number one topic of the week which is what Corey.
0: Well, not the number one topic, just we usually start with personal stuff. Oh, up front, oh okay. so uh, the most important topic. No, no, just, uh, no I, I, it's, we usually start with personal stuff up top, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today, as of the day that this episode released, and why wouldn't you listen to it on the day that it was released, mm, right. uh, I will be uh, getting my first dose of the COVID vaccine. Not sure whether it's the Pfizer or the Moderna, but... I'm fine either way.
1: It's not the Johnson and Johnson though, because no. you have to make a second appointment. So
0: right, and the Johnson and Johnson isn't quite available yet because they've already dispersed what they have available. I was going to say in California. More. Yes, I think right. in general, just like you, you might be able to get it places, mm-hmm. but it's not like what they have right now is what they have. Okay.
1: So I was it fair because I I could fly home to Maryland and get it tomorrow. Yeah, uh, but here I am <laughs> in the largest city in the country. Yeah. In the largest county in the country.
0: Yeah, I mean, it always... <laughs> the problem is that it's so different depending on what state you live in, depending yeah. on what kind of... Uh, uh, where you are in the line, but uh, I was deemed worthy of it because I'm fat, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I will go get it tomorrow so that my obesity doesn't kill me in this way.
1: Well, I was going to say, I mean, it's... uh there's a, heart, it's a ticking a heart time bomb. Eventually diabetes. it'll happen, but, you know,
0: like... For the meantime, at the yes. very least, uh I can keep myself from getting COVID. So, uh there's that. Or yes. at least getting COVID in a a destructive manner.
1: Right. And I think we said about Johnson and Johnson weeks ago. Like, yeah, it's less effective, but 100% chance uh, or 100% proven that it will not uh put you in the hospital yeah. or uh that you'll die from COVID. Right. Which is really all I'm looking for. Stay yeah. off the ventilator and stay out of the morgue.
0: I mean, if I knew that I would have a tiny bout of COVID, mm-hmm. like one of those like, oh, I, I was a little bit stuffy for a day or two, but nothing else. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of us would have signed up for that.
1: Oh, I get to eat <laughs> an onion on TikTok and be like, I can't even taste it. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, chicken pox party, like where we find somebody who has a yeah, very yeah. light case and then all the kids come over for a sleepover. Yeah, yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. I'd do that.
0: Um, But this keeps me from having to do that and- or it guarantees that if I do get the, the virus, that it'll hopefully only be the uh, mild variation of it. A so. mild,
1: yes. Uh, a mild version. Uh, and because uh, Corey is amongst the, uh, what, 3 million people in the city of Los Angeles who are getting vaccinated? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think we're, we're heading towards 3 million. If I mean, not. we'll
0: have half a million in two weeks' time yeah. from last week and this week, so... So hopefully, hopefully
1: that means we're closing on three million if we got half a million in two weeks. Uh, But uh, Los Angeles has, for the first time since April 2020, Mm -hmm. so nearly a year, entered the red tier. And uh, the red tier means a couple of things that are important to us specifically. Yeah, Um, Every restaurant can open again. So even places that offered carryout before but closed because the dining room is how they really made their money mm. will be back open again, so we can order carryout. Dining rooms are open again. Well, the
0: the indoor will be open, but to a uh, it's still a limit. I yes. think it's still twenty five percent on the indoors for now. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll see. Uh, but most importantly, uh, movie theaters mm. are open again. Uh, or will uh, yes, as of t- uh, today, recording tomorrow. You listening? Uh, Although I will repeat, Corey, as I've told everyone uh, when I've had to defend myself to HR about this podcast, uh, we advocate downloading and not listening. (laughs) Just download and then delete, and it's fine. You don't even have to listen to it.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe just listen, to the, just listen to the quip at the beginning, and then you're just like, oh, I got enough of this, and then stop listening. I uh, found myself making the argument, listen. I, download I mean, it on several devices. Don't listen anywhere. Like, we
1: tell the people to download and not listen. So <laughs> whoever's reporting this is just not even following our directions when it comes to that.
0: We have specific rules.
1: <laughs> uh, but so with theaters reopening, uh, it of course means we can return to the theaters. Uh, and I think... The rule is thirty-five percent, thirty-five percent or less filled, and uh, we are uh, are have historically been fans of AMC theaters and the AMC A list, and they are following a twenty-five to thirty percent rule, no more than thirty percent, but they're generally going to try to be a quarter full, which I like. It's a little less than uh, what's recommended, and um, hopefully theaters will be a little less full. Not true tonight. The eight o'clock show uh, tonight that we were looking at actually sold out. Uh, yeah, it's all about the 30% or whatever. So um, I'm sure a lot of people are anxious to get out and go do things. That's good. We're in the red tier. Uh, we'll see. Uh, snippet of the conversation Corey and I had earlier. It's something I said on the podcast uh, weeks and months ago. Uh, we're sacrificing our working class in order to open up the economy because I guarantee you 50% of the people who are going back to work now don't qualify for a vaccine. Uh, just much like 50% of the people who have worked throughout the entire pandemic don't qualify for the vaccine yet. So, um, although the 55-year-old, uh, white lady from Beverly Hills who jumped the line and got her vaccine and, uh, the, uh, I don't know, 75-year-old person of any race in LA who got the vaccine can go out to a restaurant in Beverly Hills, uh, there is a 50-50 shot that the person who's taking their order may or may not have the vaccine. Uh so if they die. Uh my point as then as it stands now and it will stand until the end of this, uh thousands of people needlessly dying because economy
0: so. see I, I, I again don't don't necessarily think that it's a it's a binary thing where it's like economy equals death or, you know, like opening up equals mm-hmm. I think I think that if everyone this is the big if because people are so flagrantly stupid in this country that it's impossible to do almost anything with the best of intentions, 100% completely right. But I think there is a way that, uh, you know, I could, I could be on set right now Mm -hmm. because I think we found a way to do this in a safe enough manner. Uh, so I don't need to stay home just because I can go out and work if I choose to, uh, I don't think that's me putting myself at undue risk for the economy. That's me having to make decisions about having to go to work at some point. You know, like I can't I can't just continuously be not working forever. You know, like that's never
1: hear me argue that Americans are not the dumbest people in the world, because uh, I mean, listen, if you're our direction is download, don't listen. And you're listening to the podcast. I don't know if it gets any more clear than that. Uh, But. Um, I, the, the final point of personal news this week is that, um, I've decided to become a supervillain. So, uh, I mean the rant that Corey had to hear this morning or an hour ago, <laughs> it felt like it started when it was still morning. light. Yeah. I'm sure it did feel that long. Uh, it was still light outside when we started. Uh, so that must've been sometime between six and eight, depending on, uh, I have no reference anymore. I left work at five 30 and it looked like it was noon and I was just <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on right now. Um, but I've decided to become a supervillain. I've also realized that uh, with the stimulus, by the way, I can now survive five years in many tropical places. So I can have enough to live at my same level of living in the United States, only in somewhere tropical, like Belize, let's say, Mm -hmm. for five years without working. So um, my plan is to find uh, some developing country. Where maybe I can turn that five years into one, but I also live in a lair inside a volcano, perhaps. And uh, it sounds like
0: it's cutting into the budget of the
1: I mean, it's significant cutting five years down to one. Yeah, uh, obviously Uh, the sharks with lasers on their heads. I don't know if that's going to be in the budget or
0: not. It's not a it's not necessary at this moment, but eventually you're going to want that. I would I would think so. And it's it's all about whether that the supervillainy brings a
1: profit (laughs) at some point.
0: I feel like uh, I feel like uh, sharks with lasers is a lot like whether or not you should form an LLC. Yeah. You know it when, you, when it's right. It, the, the time will make itself evident to you.
1: Yeah, if you add up the books and you're just like, why am I spending so much? Why am I spending so much on sharks and lasers instead of just getting sharks? With I should lasers? really just
0: be writing this off. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> Nonetheless, um, I haven't decided exactly what my first act of super villainy uh, And I say super villain, and someone corrected me at work when I brought that up. And I said, you'll remember that not every villain. Who goes against superheroes is super. Lex Luthor is just a really smart guy. Yeah. And also rich.
0: See, but, but. I feel like I feel like a supervillain and villain is kinda like the model v supermodel discussion. Sure. I I feel yeah. like there's a I see I, I seem to remember the the line used to be if you made more than a million dollars, you were right. a supermodel. I don't know if that bar has gone up with inflation. Well, much like Dr.
1: Evil, who (laughs) held the world ransom for $1 million. (laughs) Perhaps that's a low bar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, perhaps you have to be at like a $5 million range to be a supermodel these days. But I I feel villainy much the same. Because, like, you can be a villain, but if you're only tormenting two people, Mm -hmm. then you're not a super villain. You need to torment... A, a wider swath of the population to get to the supervillain level. So
1: if one was to, I don't know, uh, develop a new virus uh, into an aerosol and spray it in public so that people who stayed safely at home did not get infected. Yeah. And this virus can't be spread person to person. It's only at first infection. Mm-hmm. So literally millions die because they were too selfish to stay in their home and save the lives of their, uh, you know, neighbors and friends. Yeah. Um, with that, I mean, at this point, we're at 50% of the U.S. population is basically that. So 150 million dead, is that enough to be
0: supervillain? I, I think that I think that qualifies. I, I, I would imagine the, the bar is a lot lower.
1: Okay. So I'm going to move to the tropics and become a supervillain. Uh, and uh, you guys may not hear from me anymore. Uh, I have to come up with a cool supervillain name. Um, I'm not Lex Luthor, which just is yeah. an evil sounding name that you're born with. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, my parents... Uh, I don't know. Denzel maybe sounds a little more evil than... It's the Z sound and the X sound, I think, yeah. maybe? Yeah. So I'll have to come up if with something. If
0: you could get a K in there. Mm. K is K is not only the funniest not, uh, funniest letter, but also the uh, evilest. The evilest
1: so. letter. Hmm. So uh, an X, a Z, and a K. Yeah. This sounds like the worst game of Scrabble ever. Like Ezekiel. Uh, <laughs> although Ezekiel is very biblical. Maybe I could just get all the verses from Ezekiel about... Uh, about the, uh, the end of the world tattooed mm-hmm. on me. And yeah, there the we go. Ezekiel, I feel like they're. I feel like they're. We're 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 workshopping something. We're yeah. gonna have to get a little more. Um. Anyway. Uh. Point being, live in fear, <laughs> because the era of my super villainy is about to begin. Um. And on that note, uh, no, so if that sounded like it came out of a South Park script, it didn't. That's my real life. But uh, Professor Chaos <laughs> 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 with a with a K is it chaos? No. With a K? Okay. No. Like, oh, it should that. have been, though. It yeah. should have been. Yeah. So uh, I feel like we should uh, talk about Corey. turned me on uh, last week to the fact that South Park wasn't back, but that they put out a new special. Uh, their previous special was the pandemic special. Now they had the vaccination special. And uh, this is based mostly on a unrecorded, unfortunately, rant I made about vaccines, which was repeated in large part just earlier today. Um, and uh, it's been repeated every <laughs> couple days for the last couple of weeks. Yet no <clears throat> one is fixing the problem. Strange. Uh, it's almost like uh, we're. It's almost like I'm Newsom's done. not listening to you. Yeah. I, I don't know what to. Yeah. Almost uh, like that might cause him to get recalled. Anyway, that'll be later. Uh, so South Park, I, I just wanted to say I think everyone should watch it. Um, for those of you who aren't on the, the edge of supervillainy, I think that uh, it will be entertaining. For those of you who are on the edge of supervillainy. I'm sure there's something like the Justice League, but for supervillains. I'm happy to start, where we can just all
0: start working together for that. Yeah, Um, like a Birds of Prey or something like that, or a Suicide Squad?
1: So, like, uh, Suicide Squad is anti-heroes. Birds of Prey, kind of, but that was really about taking down Batman specifically. Not, like, just supervillainy. It was like, we're going to take down the Batman. Yeah. Uh,
0: It it seems like a lot of these supervillains end up against some sort of superhero. Yes. I mean, there's not a lot of just general villainy.
1: Mm. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to get look into that. Yeah, it's just
0: like uh, there's a lot of doctors who specialize in things, like you might be an oncologist mm. or a yeah. podiatrist or yes. something like that. Uh, there's no general super villainy, I feel like there there's a lot of specializations. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like your your general internist is your everyday. I'm just a villain, I just, right. uh, you yeah. know, um, I steal thousands of dollars from poor people in a Ponzi scheme.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But usual you're, villainy,
1: your oncologist, <laughs> your viral oncologist is the guy who's, uh, you know, taking over the
0: world. It's the guy you should worry about, yeah.
1: Uh, but I, so two things one, uh, I'm gonna be posting the teacher's rant on my Instagram story, so you can find out why, uh, basically, uh, the short version of the rant that I gave Corey. It'll be on my Instagram story, uh, today as you're listening to this, but more than that, uh, I have to say, uh, I am sad at how much I enjoyed Little Cuties because <laughs> they have ruined the letter Q now. You can't make anything Q, but I feel like if I could come up with a term about, like, you know, I, still the, the plans for the cult are still in, in process. I feel yeah, like supervillainy yeah. and cult aren't the same thing, but it's a Venn diagram of people that would, right.
0: would, would overlap. Um, you and L. Ron Hubbard. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: super villainy and uh, religion. So I feel like uh, I would love to have. We I guess that's more
0: of a uh, David Miscavige thing, though. I mean, I think both. Of he those wasn't. Men. I mean, Hubbard wasn't as much the villain as uh, oh, uh, the
1: guy who built a boat that went to international waters to escape law enforcement. Is no, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying there
0: wasn't some illegal activity going on. I'm just saying the if we're if we're extending to the reaches of villainy which i think is a very specific type of evil yeah uh i think miscavige has that one over
1: right uh, bilking people out of millions and then when they get to the highest level of the secrets they learn there's more secrets there's more secrets <laughs> that involve a guy named xenu and dc <laughs> nines that come across space uh Oh, so, God. what you now we're gonna be blocked by Scientology. <laughs> oh
0: no, I have to ride past there. So, the what time. you don't know is that the comma changed everything for Scientology.
1: <laughs> Rebuy $2,700 for <laughs> the books. Um, but uh, I recommend everybody watch it. Uh, my point being, it would be nice that the children's group of my cult could have been called Little Cuties with a Q. That yeah. is so good but now it's been ruined by South Park. So, uh
0: South Park did it. I was going to say now we
1: I'm starting to live my life on the verge of like it's Simpson's did it, but South Park did it. And I, we may find that South Park had that before. But uh you know, Trey and uh, Matt are the guys I I don't want to be them.
0: I just I my my favorite part I think of the whole thing was just the people who were calling out like I just need a shot. You got to give me my shot. <laughs> I 100% thought they were going to go to like America's
1: uh, uh, America's Got Talent or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they do a show <laughs> yeah, yeah. with everybody. I'm like, oh, God, please. Uh, yeah, but um, Trey and Matt I are mean, li- your mom and I are no spring chickens, Kyle. <laughs> uh Trey and Matt are living the life that I want. Not so much the making a cartoon, although I imagine <laughs> that is a really good
0: life to have. <laughs> Not the insane work schedule? But yes,
1: yes. Uh, but more generally, I think just the idea that... Uh, and I would say Adam Krola in this as well, except for I fucking hate Adam Krola. Just the, the fuck me money. Just the, like you guys have an empire built around this cartoon. And what you do with it is take the angriest 20% of people on the internet and just turn them towards you (laughs) and just be like, come at me, bro. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, I do that and I don't even have fuck me money. I just, you know, uh, Never in my best interest. I don't know. I just, it's, it, they're living the dream. I want that uh, to be able to just be like, uh, you know, I want to live my life only with less consequences. That's really what it is. I want to be rich enough to have much less consequences for my action.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Moving on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Just one last piece of COVID news here before we go. Uh, We've about- solved
1: it. Everybody has the vaccine. It's not going to be a problem anymore.
0: Well, we're about to get into uh biden's big announcement but uh part of it was that may 1st uh everyone should all the states should start expanding uh the eligibility to everyone over 18 yes was what biden was basically going for uh garcetti immediately with the cold water saying la is not going to be among the the places that's going to be ready to go on may 1st uh mostly because he sees foresees supply issues. Yes. With uh with that.
1: Uh and I believe I've been saying for months now that June, July is a more reasonable mm. and I know people are saying like May first, June first, not that big a deal. Um three hundred people a day are dying. Uh so three hundred times sixty. Let's do that math. Uh nine thousand? Nine thousand? That's 9,000 extra dead people that don't have to be dead because there's supply chain problems. Um, Essentially, we've reached a point now where every person who dies is a life that didn't need to to be lost. Uh, And as an unvaccinated person uh, with autoimmune disease and weakened immune system, I see myself straight in the crosshairs. Now, I don't care. As I told you earlier, I could have gotten COVID and died last April. I'm a nihilist. Uh, I think this is all a simulation. I really don't care. Uh, but the fact that I am now putting, I am in the crosshairs of a virus that could then put other people around me at risk mm-hmm. is the thing that I continually hate. Yeah. Uh, and my life being lost is not, eh, okay, who cares? Uh, but uh, if somebody I know or somebody I come in contact with, people I care about, uh, people who I don't hate. Yeah. There's a whole spectrum. Uh, I don't want any of them to get sick because of me, and here I am still uh, unvaccinated. So, um, again, I could fly back to Maryland and get one, but then it's like I have to risk getting COVID to get the vaccine.
0: I mean, you could probably get it right now with with, uh, health conditions.
1: No, not on the qualifying list. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Uh, I checked. So, yeah. Uh, And, again, watch the South Park special because it's like... (laughs) This list of people, and yeah. only this list of people.
0: Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, you know, that that basically comes down to who your who your government is, who you who you came into this whole situation with, and I will argue that uh, while Garcetti and Newsom haven't done everything right, uh, I will I will say they've been doing overall a better job than some absolutely uh and Garcetti for as infuriating as it is also has been telling us the truth the whole time yeah. which is a real kick in the pants because like you know back in back a year ago when he was just like uh guys we might be dealing with this until summer 20 summer of 2021 <laughs> and we were all like fuck you Eric we're not we're why are you such it. a wet blanket yeah God. it's gonna be over in like a week just chill out uh no he's he's you know been been giving us the news we don't want to get uh yep. as opposed to Newsom has been trying not to give us the news we don't want to get but still telling us eventually through like <laughs> somebody associated with the governor's office has informed us of one this last, might last longer than we thought
1: one last call back to uh pandemic daddy yeah uh stimulus what do we call him fuck um
0: pandemic, daddy? Was it pandemic yeah. daddy yeah
1: uh of the list we have gavin Newsom. Yeah. facing a Recall. Right. We have uh, Andrew Cuomo.
0: Disgraced. Disgraced.
1: <laughs> Hogan, who is day by day just becoming Never Trumper more than anything else.
0: His is so weird, though, because like last week, Hogan opened up things as much as the individual counties wanted to. Yes. Uh, which, for a place like Baltimore City or Baltimore County, didn't really change things that much week over week. Guess what? It for- changed. <laughs> But for places like where Rob's family lives, uh, it opened up dramatically. Yes. So, um, I mean, I don't know what to do about that. I, I feel like I feel like Hogan should have uh, tightened up a little bit. But yes. you know, that's that's uh, we're all going to. It, nobody's going to bat a thousand throughout this whole thing. I no. think that's the the lesson every governor should come out of pandemic with. There was no way to get every decision right.
1: I will say though that. Uh Out of all of that, Garcetti has told us the truth, the ugly truth, the whole time. And when asked about keeping the mask mandate in L.A., despite the fact that it was not going to be there, gave a rational answer that there are parts of L.A. that are not part of L.A. So does it make sense that west of Coanga, you don't have to wear a mask, but east of Coanga, you do have to wait or pilot east of Highland. You have to wear a mask west of Highland. You don't L.A. is not a city where it makes sense to do that unless you get everybody on board. Right. Uh, If you can go to West Hollywood or Beverly Hills or Burbank or any of these places and the rules are different, it only causes more confusion, which, by the way, is the opposite of what I think, but points in his favor because he's right. The last thing I want is more confusion about like walking on the street. I'm like, all right. So remember, when we get to Highland, we got to put the mask on. Yeah. We're already at the point where when you are walking down Hollywood Boulevard, there's a point at which you can stop smoke. You have to stop smoking in public. Where is that place? You and I could not tell the difference, uh, but I bet you a cop would. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you a cop would know for well, that two fifty ticket.
0: I, yeah, I mean, uh, did you hear about West Hollywood smoking? Oh God, B- no. Oh, it's so. We're gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to spend some time on this one. We're not gonna get into it right now, but it's it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, you're right. Uh, it's not Hollywood Boulevard. It's really in Burbank, because Burbank. Downtown, you can't smoke. Right, Burbank outside of downtown, you can. Yeah, but they're literally walking past. We could just be walking, and that street intersects the downtown at some point where it's like, oh, for the next three blocks, I can't smoke, but then after that, I can again. Like, yeah, okay, all the sense in the world. Sure, (laughs) absolutely, not confusing at all. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Uh,
0: Also, they have those same rules in Beverly Hills, but it seems to, they they seem to know who to pick on with those like. You know, the people in the nice suits who are smoking get a, excuse me, sir, you can't do that here. Mm -hmm. When you're done with that cigarette, put (laughs) it out and don't do another one. Yes. Just like, oh, thank you, officer. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the, uh, you know, the people who are like, you know, designing tennis shoes or something like that and uh, don't have the same complexion (laughs) of the gentleman in the suit uh, will get the nth degree. You didn't hear that one? No, yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay.
1: Just that the... what do those folks have in common? The guys in the States versus the guys designing shoes. Hmm. So what you're telling me, Corey, is they want the shoes in the stores. They just don't want the shoe designers yeah. on the street. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. All right, yeah.
0: Because it rustles the sensibilities of the people who are shopping. You can't.
1: Oh, America. Anyhow. I'm just saying embrace super villainy. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe it's time. <laughs> it's not all bad. What do you say? Uh,
0: moving on. Not, maybe it's not all bad here we go (laughs) moving on it's stimmy time hey who uh who among us won't enjoy a little bit of stimmy here and there um biden had his big prime time address to Mm -hmm. announce the uh announce everything that came with the american rescue act found a way to sign it right before real weird yeah Mm. um and then made the declaration that by May first, he wants all states to open up to eighteen plus, regardless of where they are in the process. And I know this uh, is an
1: audio format, but I want everyone to picture that little asterisk, just like from Blackish, mm. popping up on the screen. Like everyone will have it by May first. Bink, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, supplies may vary.
0: <laughs> it, it it's it's really tough to uh, say at what point everyone will be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this just in defense of what has been going on in the last uh, two months here. Uh, Biden has gotten past the hundred million vaccination point, mm-hmm. which is something that he had hoped to achieve within a hundred days. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was only uh, three weeks ago that we were at the 50 million or a month ago, something like that. We were mm-hmm. at 50 million. So, you know, things are, things are, getting going quicker yes um i wonder at what point because there were statements from him before saying end of may june we would have enough vaccines for anyone who wants one to get one Mm -hmm. so it'll be i think it'll be interesting to see how those things line up and where uh, how long it takes for somebody to get vaccinated or you know for a group of people to get vaccinated so L.A. County, for instance, got 300,000 people vaccinated last week. Right. That seems like a healthy number. <laughs> seems like a healthy number. Yeah. Um. Is that a sustainable number that can be done across the country? Yeah. Is that something that can be, you know, these, these are the questions that determine at what point after May 1st, we actually get to the point where everyone over 18 is vaccinated or and, enough and- so- to,
1: to be fair it doesn't have to be those numbers all it really has to be uh is the uh equivalent of those numbers because if you hit that number in south dakota mm-hmm. for three weeks yeah that's everybody in the state yeah hey we're good right. uh, but if we just hit, hit a proportional amount of that number that's really all that matters just yeah. like uh, also if we could hit that number in la that would also be great i just don't think we're actually going to do that we're I think that there was a press to make a good impression over a whatever period of time, probably leading up to the stimulus. But then
0: after that, we're just going to let it go. I mean, I, 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 I think there's there's no reason to try and make it take longer than it has to. The 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 benefit of getting it out quickly and getting a mass number of people vaccinated as quickly as humanly possible is all about just trying to put that, like, get back to normal feeling in people's heads, you yes, know? Yes, but there is a cost associated
1: with keeping that rate of vaccination. Mm-hmm. And is the cost worth it? Are they going to continue to pay the money that's required in order to keep that pace, or do they
0: just... Well, well I, I, mean, mean, I mean, the American Rescue Plan was designed to do just that. That's That's what... <laughs> it's designed to give money to the states in order so that they can create the wow. vaccination programs that will allow people to get Vaccinated as quickly as human. Just possible. Just like that.
1: I found the flaw in the plan. Leaving
0: it to the states? Leaving it
1: to the fucking states. Clearly nobody knows what they're doing. Uh, but as part of that, uh, the only thing I had to say about the stimulus is uh, I didn't get my $600. i am not going to get my 1400 uh, I will get a stimulus at some point in probably June when um, my stimulus is refunded from the company that I did my taxes with last year back to the federal government and then comes to me through... The company that I choose to do this year, unless I choose the same company, but I don't think I am Yeah, because uh, I have a, a company I can do it through for free this year, like last year when I did it for free. through another company. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, I won't get any interest on that. I'll get it eventually. Luckily, uh, you know, I'm not starving to death or about to get kicked out of my apartment because if that were the case, it'd be much, uh, more difficult. Yeah. But okay. Uh, so the other thing I hate about the stimulus, uh, is that there are grown people uh you know perhaps a a man who's 37 years old who you've been friends with for like an adult period of time like 18 years Mm -hmm. who starts using words like stimmy (laughs) and (laughs) trying to trying to hit the seo here baby trying to i there are so many grown people on my instagram my facebook who since uh mandalorian came out and then it's like pictures of little baby Yoda and then we're going to talk like babies and now they started talking about chicky nuggies and stimmies and yes Roberto that's exactly my reaction it drives you guys can't see Roberto but he's shaking his head and it drives me insane um somebody you'd be able to see it
0: if you didn't cover up the webcam I know
1: I- <laughs> he's so paranoid uh but uh I said well, you know, stimulus is coming, so you'll be able to to take that vacation or something. Like somebody was talking about, oh, we wanted to go away for the weekend, but not everybody had the money to go. I'm like, oh, stimulus is coming. And they said, oh, you mean the stimmy? And I said, no. The <laughs> stimulus check that is going to be signed by the grown man that lives in the White House. Actually, it's not. It's signed by the Treasury Secretary. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, because, by the way, checks won't be delayed because they need to be signed by the guy in the yeah. White House. Good news. Um, signed by the Treasury Secretary, who's also a grown man uh, who is, I believe he's in the sixties, um, authorized by a grown man who's in the seventies to this grown man who's in his late thirties. Uh, and all that entire time, it was a stimulus check. Um, now when it enters your bank account and you decide to spend it on chicken nuggies, then perhaps it's a stimmy. Um, but to me, it will be a stimulus and it remains a stimulus. But again, you know, we are slaves to the SEO. So (laughs) stimmy, it is, uh, another, uh, Speaking of grown folks and grown folks shit, uh, just quickly, Deb Holland is a, la- a name that means nothing to any of you, uh, and that's okay. It doesn't have to mean anything to you because it's going to mean a lot to about 12 million people. Um, Deb Holland wa- it was the first Native American uh, or First Nations, member of First Nations, who was elected to Congress, and that was a huge, huge thing. And you're probably saying to yourself, Wow, what was that, like 1910? But then I, you're like, oh, Deb, that's a woman's name. So maybe it was in the 60s uh, or something. Oh, no, that was in 2016. She won her seat to Congress. Uh, first, first Nations member, Native American, to go into Congress. <sighs> uh, well, now she has the privileged position of being, having been confirmed by the Senate to the Department of the Interior. And that's important. Why, Corey?
0: Because of the Office of Indian Affairs.
1: And you might yeah. say to yourself, Corey, that doesn't seem very PC. And we would say, That's
0: what it's called. I it's don't know. It's actually <laughs>
1: called that. It's 2021, and it is called the Department of Indian Affairs. Um, and they have Chief Wahoo as the logo. It's so racist. No, okay, that part's not true. Um, but so Deb Holland is now the first.
0: First, right. They'll be the spiders soon enough. <laughs>
1: Uh, Dev Island is the first First Nations member, the first Native American to head up the Department of the Interior since its founding. Now, there is arguably a founding that could go all the way back to the British Protectorate of the colonies, mm-hmm. where they had a Department of the Interior, which followed and was covering two things, wildlands, which were areas controlled by the crown in the New World, and Indian Affairs. It has literally only covered that thing forever, and then Wildlands became like territories, and then got added to the once Teddy Roosevelt got in office, the uh, Parks Department. Parks Department yeah. got added in, but essentially, Indian Affairs is all they have ever been responsible Though for. The-
0: Interior is still the park department is inside of interior, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just uh, they keep adding departments
1: in, right, right, uh, right, Much like Homeland Security, just absorbing stuff and bringing it in, uh, like Space Force. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's DOD. Though. Maybe that's my route to uh, supervillainy: join the Space Force, <laughs> and then mutiny. And we take over a space mutiny, it would do a space mutiny. Um, I just
0: like to see you like slowly spinning within the zero <laughs> gravity of the space station. Just going like mutiny,
1: mutiny. I don't know why I just think of Matt Damon. Annika. I think uh, <laughs> Matt Damon from the Martian where he's like, guys, I just, I want you to be clear with this, that, uh, oh, what's the word, the M word for water. Um, Moisture? No, no. It's a law that covers the oceans. Maritime. Oh, yeah. Space is covered by maritime law, and I am occupying a vehicle that is not controlled by me and therefore taking ownership of it. Technically, that makes me a space pirate. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to be a space pirate. Maybe I should do Space Force. Uh, but the point is Deb Holland, in its 230 year history or so, she's the first Native American First Nations member who is heading the department, whose at times sole authority was Indian Affairs, um, which is sad, but also great. Fantastic that we are finally putting someone who uh, has lived under the control of the department in charge of the department. And um, n- listen, I, I am an under an under no uh False belief that something will change. Meet the old boss, same as the new boss. Biden is the same as Trump. Trump was the same as Obama. Obama was the same as Bush. These are all the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you think Joe, if you think Joe Biden uh is a leftist, you may not be paying attention because uh I've seen no evidence of that thus far. But um good for progress, even if it is only symbolic. I'll still I'll still take it even if it's only symbolic. So um and and speaking of the ex-president, uh Things. I'm sorry. um, Speaking of the 45th president, because, as you know, he is now the holder of the office of the 45th president, which is not a thing. But it's also, uh, you know, the office of the um, president elect. Also not a thing. Obama made that up. Right. And now everybody does it. So uh, apparently if you're president, you can just make stuff up all the time.
0: So uh,
1: he is now facing a bit of trouble.
0: Yeah, uh, we were wondering at what point uh, the indictments might uh, start coming for Trump. Brooks, I swear you like turning that light <laughs> on so much.
1: Uh, well, as we know, there was already an indictment, Corey. He was indicted by Congress. Well, yes.
0: <laughs> I ain't going to worry about it no more. He's <laughs> licking the poll. It's literally there's no there's no win. Um. Yeah, uh, apparently Michael Cohen has uh, met with the Southern District of New York mm. several times in the last couple of weeks. Now, as a reminder, who's mm. Michael Cohen? Michael Cohen was the personal attorney for Trump, uh, the one who facilitated the payment to Stormy Daniels for uh, covering up of the sex with the right. <laughs> sex with Trump.
1: Oh, he's the one that you would not want to see a movie about because it's basically about a snitch the whole time. Yeah, Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's like the, the very awful version of Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: Yeah. The only <laughs> thing redeeming about that movie to Korea is that it was about black people. <laughs> and Judas and the
0: Orange Messiah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Can we please? Can, can, can we, we do, shoot that as a short? Can we just make a short of that? Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Patent <and> pending. <laughs> Judas and the Orange Messiah. Yeah. Now, is that cultural appropriation or is that just like? I think it's cal- wrong in many ways. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I think we could we could figure out a way to make it. You
1: remember what I said about beat wanting to be Matt and Trey and <laughs> like, turning vast majority yeah, again, of the and everyone against. angry
0: at us? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling. I'm sure calling him the Orange Messiah is number one on the mm. list of things that people are going to object to. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm sure it will be.
0: Um, Won't be the end of the list, but will certainly <laughs> be on the list.
1: All right, so yeah, so uh, Michael Cohen, who is a rat who ratted out a whole bunch of people in the administration, yeah, uh, is now meeting with the New York. Uh, FBI office presumably or the attorney? Yeah, Southern District. Southern District Attorney.
0: Which could he only had, mean one thing. Well, I mean, he already uh pled guilty to his part of the whole thing. If you remember correctly, uh there was somebody who wasn't named in the indictment. Unnamed
1: co-defendant number 1?
0: Uh, uh, individual 1. Individual 1. That's yeah. it. Yes. Uh and there was some question as to who individual 1 might be, <laughs> but seeing as uh somewhere along in the and the charging document, it said individual one goes on to be named president of the United States. It rounds down the list of who it could potentially be. Ford? Uh, Is it Ford? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I knew they'd you. get Reagan eventually. I knew it.
1: <laughs> I, <right>, Jimmy Carter, <laughs> we've been just waiting for that shoot to That drop. peanut farm.
0: <laughs> I knew it was trouble. I knew it was fucking trouble. Uh, but no, the, the, <laughs> the amount of, uh, the amount of things that seem to be gathering towards the uh Trump might be indicted this week uh seems to be growing so i thought i'd at least put it out there in the universe uh that maybe we might be talking about it next week trump, uh, trump under arrest trump in the perp a- walk i don't know why that pe- that fucking peanut farm <laughs> <man>. <laughs> i knew it <laughs> here's the question if you are uh can can Ron DeSantis uh uh block the uh what's the what's the thing when somebody tries to get somebody from a foreign country? Oh uh, uh warrant it's just warrant yeah no 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 the uh, extradite extradite extradition will, yeah will DeSantis allow the extradition to New York? That's the that's the question here. So uh
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter because jurisdiction amongst federal courts is uniform. So essentially, if he wouldn't come to New York they can just transfer the documents to
0: Florida and just charge him there yeah. and then just go get him. So uh, Sometimes, sometimes I, th- I felt like the the hanging out in Florida was a strategic decision and, for and Trump. It absolutely mm-hmm. might
1: be, because, again, in the end, here's the flaw of it. Um, it's the Andrew Jackson argument of government. Uh, the Supreme Court uh, passed some law, and Andrew Jackson said, well, if the court wants it, the court can go enforce it. And the FBI is theoretically the... Uh, police arm of the court of the Southern District of New York's office and everything, the federal district court. But in the end, the likelihood that they go pick him up is low. It would likely just be like, show up or we're going to send the sheriff out. Yeah. And the sheriff might be a hard get in Southern Florida. (laughs) I can't imagine uh, that a a guy in Southern Florida who's in law enforcement is seems like a real lefty. If you ask me, that's probably a guy who Really loves his greens and his, uh, his baby calls it communist, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's the kind of thing where you just, you got to just say, we're going to, we're going to figure this out one way or another. Um, my guess is if you start taking this property in New York, he's going to show up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're actually going to just take this entire building.
0: Uh, so change the locks. <laughs> uh, we're just going to change the name on the outside of this building to a uh, FBI tower. I hope you don't. <laughs>
1: Actually, you might not even have to do anything judicial. Just have somebody go change the sign, yeah, and next yeah, thing yeah. you know, Trump's in New York like, the fuck is this? <laughs> and then uh, he's under arrest. So what great. happened
0: here? <laughs> it was so beautiful, now it's ugly. Because everything is ugly or beautiful to yes, come, so.
1: uh, it's Yes, he's very much a duality. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll look for the indictment coming. Uh, and I mean, we really should have reordered this, because we were talking about the president uh, giving a speech, and our president of the People's Republic of California. I also want to point out to my friends in Maryland who call California the People's Republic of Maryland of California. Uh, you have a vaccine and here I am without (laughs) one. Uh, so yeah, super (laughs) lefty green California. Anyway. Um, Newsome, the commandant. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: He, uh, he had a, uh, his annual state of the state address, Mm -hmm. much like the state of the union, only for the state of California. Um, and the the common refrain going into the speech was uh, this is the the moment of Gavin Newsom's political life. If he's going to beat back the recall, which at this point uh, appears to have enough votes to go onto the ballot. Yes. Apparently, like again, they have like four times
1: as many signatures as they need. But they,
0: there was always
1: a weaning of signatures down or something. It's
0: not. It wasn't quite like four times. It, it was it was more than. Uh, what they, what was required. Mm -hmm. But then the question is how many, how many people from Arizona signed on to recall Gavin Newsom and how many of those are going to be thrown out.
1: And so there's a calculation they use. And I say four times, but really it's like 1.75. The signatures is what you need because we're going to take away, you know, a 70 point seven, five, of them, uh, like 30% of them are just gone
0: immediately. So, Uh, so you need to have have a little bit of a buffer,
1: (laughs) but apparently they've reached that point. Um, and uh, it could be bad no. for the governor. And uh, I would just mention that uh, given all things, all other things being equal, I think John Cox would have been a better governor. I'm just saying uh, it couldn't get much worse if you're
0: me. So. Well, so in Newsom's defense of himself, mm-hmm. uh, he says that uh, California is now sixth in terms of vaccinations in the world, uh, which is ahead of. <laughs> much like uh we hear this all the time where it's just like America's the number 1 economy in the world and California mm-hmm. all by itself is eight yeah eight yep. uh we're doing the same sort of thing with vaccinations uh at the end of the day I don't I think Newsom's biggest crime is the fact that he doesn't know how to I can give somebody numbers mm-hmm. and they can come up with a great plan and not be able to execute it at all, or not be able to get people behind the plan, because they're all about the numbers. Uh, Newsom, while not some, like, brainiac, is very devoted to the numbers, you know? Uh, In the new uh, say by the Bell, uh, Zach gets himself
1: elected governor. Yeah. And I'm like, not too far away from, uh, that's not really, (laughs) yeah, it's really, we have have Zach as the governor right now. He's a good-looking guy who looks good in a suit, and if you... Listen casually sounds really good. Yeah. But if you really listen to what he has to say, then you're like, is he just throwing Screech under the bus? I don't really understand.
0: It's a Newsome in particular. It's hard because uh, he's just not good at being a public speaker or or expressing himself in any kind of meaningful way. And it's you can see it moving, but you can't you can see that he doesn't know how it works though at the same time. Yeah. So, like, the State of the State address happened at Dodger Stadium. Uh, and, you know, all the seats were empty behind him and stuff like that. He's just got a podium in the outfield. Oh, I thought uh, he was
1: on the pitcher's mound. Was he in the outfield? No, he like, in center field. Okay. They
0: built a little dais and stuff like that. Um, and his point in doing it in Dodger Stadium uh, was, you know, there's 54,000 people who've died of COVID in the state of California Roughly the same amount as the number of empty seats behind me, yes,, uh, and you know it could have been a i I don't want to use the word powerful, but it could have been a powerful moment to, like, yeah, to express like the loss that has happened, uh but it never seems like he's like like he's grasped it as like a concept of like no, people dead it's fake like as shit yeah, everything no, like, is
1: fucking fake yes. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's it's so tough to it's like i'm glad i don't live in a place like south dakota where they're just like go fuck yourself figure it out but at the same time i wish uh, i wish newsom was just better at this and i i it's uh the same thing we've been talking about with o'malley forever it's yeah. just like eventually this just catches up to you like you can be a by the numbers guy But if you don't have anything that gets people inspired to get behind you, then there's nothing you can do. The O'Malley presidential campaign was a perfect indicament of the, er, a perfect uh, example of this, Mm -hmm. because you know he had a lot of progressive plans, not quite Bernie progressive, but more so than Hillary. Like he was finding a nice middle ground in the progressive
1: 2020. Might have been a
0: really good year for the O'Malley. Yeah, if he would have. Not done it in 2016, and <laughs> held out to 2020. Yes. Uh, but and the problem, but the problem is, at a certain point, if you want to win a presidential election, mm-hmm. you got to go to these state. You got to go to Iowa, and you just got to convince 200 people to show up at a gym and hear you talk. Yeah. And if nobody's interested in doing that much, then you don't really have a chance of winning at all. Like that's the, it's like a, a- the bare minimum of entry. Well, to a degree
1: the O'Malley problem is that the plan sounds great and yeah. everything seems like it makes sense but again like Newsom he didn't understand it well enough to explain it simply enough that 200 people at a gymnasium will walk into the classroom that has his name on it that there are people I know who are sitting there like this all sounds good and I don't trust things that just sound good and don't seem to make sense because the that's what the snake oil salesmen do and yeah. Funny thing, O'Malley and Newsom both been compared to snake oil salesmen. Yeah. And maybe aptly, because in the end, it comes down to the fact that you need to be able... The reason I liked... I almost called him Buttafuku. I have a girl who works for me whose last name is Buttafuku. <clears throat> That's not his name. Related? Uh, no, not oh. related. Although uh, she was like, how the hell do you know how to spell that? And I'm like, because I was alive in the 90s. <laughs> um, I, I know who that is. Do you
0: not know? <laughs> this, no, she, and he, she
1: did. She was just like, nobody else knows who that is. And oh, I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, so you have the name, so you know. But like, I know because I was alive in 94. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it on TV a lot. I yeah. know how to spell it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's not his name. Mayor of South Bend. Now transportation. Budajeg. Budajeg. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Close though, right? That's not, not too far. No. Uh, the reason I like Budajeg is because uh, for me, I uh, you know do we call ourselves a what oh God a political um, a couple episodes ago uh, wonks a Yeah. kind of wonky in yeah, that yeah, way yeah. and he walked this fine line between I am going to explain this to you maybe a half step beyond the average person but just close enough that the average person's like I bet you I would understand that if I knew more. And that is that sometimes that works well, sometimes it doesn't, and if it turns out you're a centrist and there's just a really popular old centrist, uh you're not going to
0: you're not going to be good at that. I think I think I came up with the perfect analogy. Here. Okay, go ahead, yeah. So it's kind of like the different types of coke you can you can purchase peruvian uh,
1: colombian no no not,
0: not like that like coca-cola oh oh okay all right <laughs> so <laughs> we've lived different lives <laughs> um you know regular coke just like coca-cola classic is kind of like a cuomo like it's it's all it's hard edge it's 100 it's there there's no there's no half measure in this it's just the full Monty of coke and eventually we find out it raped
1: several women. Eventually
0: you find out that it gropes people and Okay. And yeah. it makes you uncomfortable and you're just like, not Coke. Why? That's the little, one I like the most. A little like Joe Biden. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, whereas like uh, Newsom and uh, O'Malley are kind of like Diet Coke. Okay. It's just like, it's kind of like Coke, but it's boring and, and not at all like Coke at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes you want a Coke as opposed to... Like you're you're happy that you're with a healthier option, but at the same time you really just want the Coke instead. Yep. Uh, Pete was kind of like the Coke Zero. Okay. Yeah. It's just like the Coke taste, but all the all the health savings of the of the Diet Coke. You know, like.
1: But in times of crisis, you go to what you know. You go yeah. to your Joe Bidens, your Coke Classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we had Sanders, who's tab.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just. Nothing like what you're used to, Sanders Sanders is good water. It's just it it's clean out the spigot. You don't even need to worry about it after that. It's just good.
1: Maybe that works in Vermont. It doesn't play <laughs>
0: everywhere in the country. Some places don't
1: have Flint doesn't want to hear your example about tap water and how it's good.
0: Listen, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I sent bottles of water I, just, harder, right? like, um, I think how my Bernie is is a. Uh, a little restrained and your Bernie is kind of like nixon yeah no i i try to
1: walk that fine line i'm like if nixon was a jewish uh, that's basically i go for jewish nixon i'm like larry david doing an impression of nixon that's what i'm aiming for yeah um i do think yours is closer but i like crazy hair i'm going nuts bernie way more than i do calm at the debates bernie so fair enough um but uh not Flint, Michigan, but uh, another place where, uh, you know, poor black people are you are abused a lot. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. Uh, and not to make a hard transition, but uh, again, try not to run for two hours. Sorry, guys. Um, we go back to Minneapolis for literally the only reason the n- major news networks go back back to Minneapolis. The George Floyd case uh, had the development. So well, um, Derek Chauvin case. Well, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Now the Derek Chauvin case. I prefer to keep in mind the victim, not the perpetrator. Yeah. I don't like to say his name because um, fuck him. And uh, that is unless unless I will like say his name if you let me kneel on his neck for eight minutes, <laughs> twenty seven seconds, then I'll say his name all day. Yeah. Uh, mostly it'll be at the end of the phrase of "fuck you, Derek Chauvin." Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I kneel on his neck. Uh, but uh, anyway. We're going back there, not because of the trial. Last week we talked about the, the trial being delayed, jury do, uh, selection being delayed,
0: um, but for a different reason this week. Yes. Uh, the city of Minneapolis has uh, come together with the family of George Floyd to settle his death uh, to the tune of $27 million. $27
1: million. Yes.
0: The uh, the largest such settlement of this kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I, you know, I, I'm not telling, not saying anything that I don't think most people don't already know when mm. they hear that the settlement was twenty seven million dollars. But Chauvin is going to find some ways to not be guilty at the end of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a mistrial, whether or not it's you know not enough evidence to convict, whatever it ends up being, uh, twenty seven million dollars is a sorry. This is about to happen, kind of. Yeah. Kind of a settlement. And uh, uh, well, I mean, I heard that there was a call between the
1: um, the district attorney in Minneapolis and the uh, state's attorney in Baltimore, basically saying, "How do we put on a good show?" So it looks like we're trying to convict these guys, but we're not gonna actually going to convict. How did you guys fuck it up so royally that you got not a
0: single conviction of the six people who, <laughs> on video, murdered a guy? Here's here's the secret: you just go to court with whatever the police gave you.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and
0: it will be wrong it'll just be filled with inaccuracies and rife with with uh inconsistencies and at some point the judge is going to look at you and say this doesn't make any sense and you're going to say this is what the police provided for us (laughs) he's going to be like well that's not good enough for me why didn't you do your own work just like well the police are supposed to do that work yeah yeah and then he'll be like how long are we going to keep doing this how many Trials are we going to have before you just give up? Can we can we just fast forward to that point? Can I just give a bunch of not guilties yeah. until he gets to that point, or uh, miss trials? Yeah, or miss trials. What point do you give up? Yeah,
1: uh, and then about three weeks after the last trial, uh, she's going to come in presenting very flawed evidence that was brought together by the police, and the judge is going to say, "This is absolutely one hundred percent convincing. I don't know how you could get a more airtight case." Convicted. I don't care what evidence the defense is even going to put up. This guy is guilty. Yeah. Uh, because that's how the system works. When you put cops on trial, the bar is Jesus himself is on the stand. And the judge is going to look at him and be like, I don't know. I just know long-haired brown people don't generally tell the truth. I don't know what to <laughs> say. Uh, But you, you know, have a long-haired brown guy on trial and all of a sudden it's like cop
0: is. If this man was literally Jesus, he'd be blonde right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess depending what church you walk into, that could absolutely be true. Uh well
1: maybe not uh maybe not blonde, but like a nice dirty well, brown sandy like yeah, a dirty brown, yeah, you know. <laughs> also, where's the abs? I just expected like a six pack with a V. Uh you're looking real dad bob for me right now. I don't really know. Um, but uh funny sad, uh twenty seven million, very much a um sorry, this is about to happen to you. <laughs> Also, the attorney for Derek Chauvin uh, immediately went into court and said, we need a mistrial uh, and a change of venue because the city has essentially established the guilt of the city while he is trying to prove that he is not guilty. And the suggested venue was in western and or far northeastern Minnesota, which would put it squarely in what some might call Trump country. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know, uh, as a note, uh, the western peninsula of Michigan and the northeastern portion of Minnesota touch. And the western Pennsylvania or peninsula of Michigan is where the guys who were going to kidnap the governor yeah, of Michigan were going to take her. It's heavy militia zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you think that an invisible line in the woods between western Michigan and northeastern Minnesota really changes anything... Uh, I, I mean, I did say Americans were the dumbest people in the world, so maybe you think that. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and uh, just something I want to keep on everyone's radar coming to the summer. Um, Senator Cruz, who is a popular topic of conversation for us, has decided— Ted Cruz! Abs- <laughs> Can you do a fuck the military in that voice? Well, I said fuck the military! Okay, see— <laughs> I I am just waiting to see. Uh, So uh, he apparently is taking on the United States military. Yeah. Because he is upset that they responded positively to a negative campaign run by Tucker Carlson and his people about a campaign that the military had previously run with pregnant servicemen in it. And essentially what they responded is. Uh, Well, in the Defense Authorization Act, which, by the way, they're just pushing also for more money in the Defense Authorization Act to say, look at the good stuff we're doing. It's like we're doing more maternity wards and we're being more accepting of pregnant service people because they also realize if a woman gets pregnant and she's a lieutenant pilot and she leaves the military because she can't have a healthy baby in the military you lose a pilot (laughs) yeah you lose an asset uh and maybe it's better to just let the people have their lives outside and then also when she gets done having the baby she can also come back and fly the plane yeah um the first step towards you know paternity leave where the dad could also take a little time off work (laughs) to spend with the child uh anyway tucker carlson very offended by the fact that they would put pregnant women in. The military says, uh, well, we enjoy pregnant servicemen. We want to push forward, or service people, I guess. Yes. Uh, we want to push that forward. And Cruz, very upset about that. <laughs> Apparently, he takes the position of Tucker Carlson in that pregnant women belong in only one place, barefoot and in the kitchen. So, uh, he is calling for Senate hearings. The last time the military was called to task by a senator— uh, actually it was by a congressman at that point, but uh, was Joe McCarthy. And uh, you may know the name Joe McCarthy and be like, oh no, this could go badly. You're thinking of Red Scare, Joe McCarthy, like blacklist Joe McCarthy. Mm-hmm. That was followed by the Army McCarthy hearings where the person uh, very famously said, sir, have you no decency? And shortly thereafter, the career of McCarthy just plummeted like a bomber out of the sky. And I shouldn't use that example because McCarthy, like Tucker Carlson, didn't serve in the military. Also, like Trump and Cruz, yeah. um, Cruz, uh, everybody, all, all of those people, none of them served. Uh, and basically, anyone who talks shit about the military never served. Funny how that works. Uh, also, people who vote for war, Hmm. Yeah. never have children in the military, never serve themselves. It's a funny way that that works. But uh, nonetheless, I am hoping, fingers crossed, for that uh, hearing in the summer, so we can just see the plummeting, fiery ball. Of Ted Cruz's career, slam into a mountain somewhere. Mm. Um, so it'd be nice. And speaking of uh, tragedy and uh, you know balls of flame plummeting into a mountain, Oscar announcements came out today.
0: <laughs> I don't see how that's a
1: well, <laughs> because I, I mean this. I understand that uh, wanting to work in mm. this industry and uh, you know living in L.A. and you know, wanting to be in, in entertainment, I should care a lot more. Uh, But I will point to the fact that I mentioned earlier, which is at 300 deaths a day for the next 90 days, we are looking at or 60 days, we are looking at 9000 additional dead. So that means before between now when the Oscars are announced and the date of the socially distanced Oscars awards, uh, 9000 people. Or more, probably yeah. more will be dead that are unnecessarily dead, along with the five hundred and twenty thousand that are already dead and probably on top of another arguably fifteen or twenty thousand that didn't need to die at the vaccine rolled up. And so it's really hard to get invested in things when it's so superfluous.
0: I and I, I get that. And I, I think that, you know, it's not it's not about saying that this matters more than other things, but it's. You know much like when when this time last year baseball was cancelled and then there was many months where baseball didn't happen until eventually it could come back and happen i uh, there was baseball wasn't important it's not like it's the most important thing that happens mm-hmm. but for me for many other people who are looking for something to distract ourselves from really awful news that's happening you know it it's it's a it's a means to 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 allow some form of joy in a, in a life that was robbed of a lot of it. And I would, argue, you know, I though, think, I think that a celebration of movies, even if it is in a weird year like this, where there wasn't people going to the theaters or like arguably even really like some big, huge movie that reigns supreme over all the rest. I, mean, all, I haven't
1: seen half <clears throat> these movies either. Uh,
0: so well, let, let's, that. let's just go through. Well, it. I just wanted to point out though, yeah. that
1: the summer of 2020, when everyone didn't have sports to be distracted or, or big movies or going to the movies or going out, we had the summer uprising where we were demanding for the very first time with one voice, literally everyone left of, I don't know, Trump basically. Yeah. We need to do something about change. And then as soon as they were like, oh shit, this is about to hit a critical mass. They're like, uh, let's open up restaurants again. Let's let's let people go do stuff. And then the valve was just released and bled off. So maybe it would be good to not have sports, to not have movies, to not focus on these things. So we start looking. And listen, I am also a person who runs Netflix in the background as soon as I get home. Turn on the TV, turn something on because God help me if I'm left alone with my thoughts. This is not even me alone with my thoughts. This is just me talking. Like imagine what my brain is like when there's no noise around. I get it. But maybe it would be good for our society to just have none of that again and either decide to burn it all down and start over again or become accepting of the situation as it is without the distraction of something else taking our attention away. So, the
0: pictures that are nominated for Best Picture, uh, Sound of Metal, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Women, uh, Promising Young Woman, apologies, The Father, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Nomadland. Did anything... Was there anything that you saw this past year that made you say that was robbed, or that you feel like? I know there's a lot of these movies that neither one of us have been able to see.
1: Oh no, no, I, I'm just kind of I'm thinking back, uh, and it's weird because it's been a weird year. Um, I mean, I feel like at some point during the pandemic, I saw. Avengers Endgame, Avatar, Titanic. Uh, how long have we been in quarantine? I don't remember.
0: Years, but... Yeah,
1: but I feel like uh, all of those were very deserving of uh, <laughs> nomination and they didn't get nominated. Unfortunately, for whatever
0: reason, they weren't nomi- they weren't af- available for this year. So. Okay,
1: fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, no, then no I, I mean, listen, I, if I was to make a list, unfortunately, it would kind of come out of, like, fall movies, which is why they release things like that in the fall. Yeah. Um, My list would include Trial of the Chicago 7, it would include Judas and the Black Messiah, um, and the second film on that list, which was. Mank. Uh, Mank. Yes. Yeah. Uh, those three, I've I've seen probably five of that list. Those three were probably all my like, hopefully they're nominated list. I was a little worried it was going to be Trial of the Chicago Seven or Judas and the Black Messiah. Like, listen one movie. You guys get one. We're not going to give you both of them. Just get one. Um, So I'm, I'm happy that both of those are the other movies. Listen, Nomadland. I want to see, we're talking about that being the first movie we see back in the theater. A promising uh, woman, young woman, young woman. I feel like I saw something for that. I don't even know where that
0: is. Where is that? I don't know offhand. I haven't seen that one either. Uh, I know the father was one that was like released at Sundance and, Maybe Just Now is coming out on some sort of streaming service. we got to start getting screeners. Otherwise, we're never going to see all these <laughs> movies. Uh, I, I personally uh, didn't like Judas and the Black Messiah to the idea that it'd be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, racist. I really, I really enjoyed parts of that movie, but then I also have philosophical flaws with it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, uh, even though Lakeith Stanfield is an incredibly gifted actor and did a wonderful job in the movie... I hated his character from the fucking minute I saw him. Well, and I, th- I didn't like the whole, like, hey, let's make this guy, like, this cool, like, totally. I,
1: I, I thought it was weird that you suggested that Tom Hanks be <laughs> the one who has the Keith Stanfields uh, role. I, not the suggestion I really would have thought, but, I mean, it makes sense, Not I the guess, suggestion
0: but- I made either, Rubs. Yeah, I mean- putting-
1: <laughs> also, the other actor that Corey can't stand and wouldn't <laughs> want to see nominated. <laughs>
0: It oh, would have it would have gone world. more for the for the I hate this character though. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah, uh, actually, it might have made sense. But you know what? I do hate this character. I hate him a
0: lot. Um, I will say this: uh, just going through the top line uh, awards here, mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of uh, groundbreaking uh, nominations here. Well, so I was gonna uh, say
1: there, we don't even need to go through best supporting actor because that is no wait best actor. That's well, all wrapped up. Uh, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, Who's I th- nominated in that? There's a... F- well, Chadwick's nominated. And there you go. That's going to be the uh, person who wins it. I don't care who you are. That's going to be the Heath Ledger Award, where it's like, this guy has been doing great film and he's never really gotten nominated for anything, mm-hmm. so we're going to give it to him because it's our last chance for to do it. Was the Joker Heath's best character ever? Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, you know what? Because uh, I-, I forgot that uh, uh, he wasn't nominated for best supporting. I no. thought he might have
1: and they moved both uh LaKeith and um, uh, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya Kumaila down to support Kaluuya. Kaluuya down to supporting actor whatever uh that dude did a fake Jamaican accent on uh the uh, the, not the I almost said the Grammys uh Golden Globes mm. um anyway not important uh important thing is they took like the Everybody from that movie essentially and bumped them down to supporting actor roles. The guy who was playing um it,
0: it actually they they were uh nominated both in both categories or yes. like allowed to be nominated in both categories. It's where you get the most votes that is where you end up. So Again, no, I people, feel like people decided that they wanted both of them as supporting as opposed to mm-hmm.
1: Because I feel like they were like, uh, so Chadwick's gonna, we're gonna re- Chadwick's gonna win this best actor, right? Okay, so let's put these guys against each other in the supporting category. Yeah, I mean, I, who else is in that? Who's who else is nominated for best actor?
0: Uh, Anthony Hopkins and okay. the father, yep. uh, Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal, Stephen Yun from Minari, and uh, Gary Oldman from Mank. Okay, Gary now Oldman. Oldman got his a couple years ago, so he's out. Uh, Hopkins. Hopkins, I, I would imagine, is out, too. I don't know how I think three time. How, good, import, how, how important his work in The Father is. I haven't seen it. Three-time
1: so. Oscar winner Anthony Hopkins can wait to his next appearance. Yeah,
0: definitely. Two? Didn't he have a supporting actor and two best actors? No, I think he only had the one best, or one supporting for uh, Silence of the Lambs.
1: Mm, I think he's won again. He's won again for something else. Hmm, cool. Anyway, no, even one, though. How many does Chadwick have? And how many
0: movies does he have left? None. So, yeah. But I'm saying, like, I, I get it. I get where that, that's coming from. I'm saying, regardless of whether or not Jen is, is in the nomination here, I'm saying it's a big year because our first uh, Muslim Pakistani actor yes. in Riz Ahmed was not nominated. Stephen Young, the first Asian male actor.
1: One, apparently. Anthony Hopkins only has one.
0: Yeah, just for Silence of the Lambs. Damn. Yeah. That's a shame. That's like a Leo.
1: I mean, he got his early, I guess, earlier, I guess, but like, one time? Yeah. That guy's been in some good movies. Uh, also, uh, to my argument further, uh, Riz Ahmed... Is it Riz Ahmed? Yeah. Riz Ahmed has a long career of really great roles in front of him. I love The Sound of Metal. I think that he is going to do amazing things. I am fully confident he'll be nominated again.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that's part of the the... Who has the best acting of the year? And who wins the award is not ne- necessarily yeah. Is simpatico. Uh, I mean, like, I imagine, you know, just going over to Best Actress, uh, you know, Frances McDermott or Viola Davis are sort of the leaders in the clubhouse going in. Yep. Uh, I was in love with Andrew Day's performance in The United States vs. Billie Holiday. And oh, I still haven't watched that. That's on my list. That one's really good. Yeah. That one. That one will get you fucking... You want to you want to know how to how to do a a fucking shitty character just the right way? Mm-hmm. Fucking United States versus Billy Holiday. Watch the watch the uh director of the Bureau of Narcotics. Okay. The entire movie and you're just like, "Oh, this guy's fucking awful." And they made the guy fucking awful. The character is a fucking awful. Anytime he walks in the room, you're just like, "I hate your face." <laughs> like, <laughs> like Hoover in
1: any movie <laughs> yeah. he's in now. Exactly. I just
0: fucking hate him. Like- yeah. Wait, who is this? Is
1: this supposed to be Hoover? Because I hate him, and I don't know why. Like, oh, oh fuck okay.
0: you, Martin Sheen!
1: <laughs> yeah, by the way, <laughs> you made me hate Martin Sheen. That's how it is. Uh,
0: I would, I would throw a vote for Andrew Day. I really thought that was. A, she did really well in that movie. Um, I mean, honestly, though, I think. Uh, just one other one. Uh, uh, we finally have. Two women nominated for best director. Wow. A hey, incredible jump forward. Two out of
1: how many total nominations? Five. Oh, I thought it was seven. Okay.
0: No, but uh you know, it, it's wonderful that we're at this point. Uh, it'll be a lot more wonderful when, you know, it's more like four women or five mm-hmm. women. like So let me you ask get, you- at least get one once what Men have gotten in the, in the uh, opposite, I guess, would be a wonderful... Uh, yeah, the, uh, the...
1: Is it Sandra Day O'Connor or was it Ruth Bader Ginsburg who said, um, the, how many women should be on the Supreme Court? Uh, nine. Yeah. Why would it be such a big deal? There have been nine men. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Uh, but uh, do either of the women directors that were nominated for Best Director yeah. have a movie that is not about the life of a young woman? That is the question.
0: Yeah, uh, no Man Land from Chloe okay. Zhao. And the other one is promising
1: young woman. A promising young woman. Yeah. <laughs> so how about this? Uh I would also like to see a best director that includes multiple women that passes the Bechdel test. But maybe not maybe it gets the reverse Bechdel test where it's like a story that's not about a young woman. Um I mean Nomadland, I have no idea. Uh I mean I conceptually know kind of what that is about. I assume it's also focused on Frances McDormand's story. McDormand?
0: Yeah. Frances? I mean it, it's her story is like a like a the working poor who have yeah. nowhere to live, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, again... To the I, best of my... I, I've been trying to avoid... Me too, because I really <laughs> want to see it in the theater. Yeah. I know we we're getting
1: close. Uh, and A Promising Young Woman, again, I have not seen anything for. So, I have no idea. But, again, taking from the name, I assume that, like, um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, it's going to basically be about the portrait of the lady. That would be my assumption. Mm-hmm. So, um, nonetheless, I, I mean, not, again, it is a great step forward. But I would love to see like um, Total Recall Redux, you know, nominated, directed by a woman. Yeah. There's no reason why that would not be a good thing. Uh, Patty Jenkins getting nominated for. Wonder Woman. Something else. Because, again, that's Wonder Woman. Like, can we get her? Can we get? That's what she's done. I know. But like nominate her for her. Give her the opportunity to shoot something else. And then nominate her for it.
0: I mean, Catherine Bigelow's Zero Dark Thirty was There we go. That is exactly what I'm looking Mm -hmm. for. Just like...
1: It's a story that could be directed by anyone. And I think Catherine Bigelow got that because she had worked with a production company before, right? Like,
0: that was... I don't remember the exact story. I
1: want to say it was was like a deal where the movie came to to uh, that production company, but she came with them too. They wanted her to direct it. So, Mm -hmm. like, great. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, uh, no offense, Corey... But uh, as good of a director as I think you are, I don't know that you would be tell the same story of a promising young woman uh, as a director. And I also don't know that uh, you wouldn't. Maybe that's a good thing for you to direct. But th- it also goes the opposite way. Yeah, Women can direct just as well on anything. We just need to be given the opportunity. So
0: Yeah. And I mean, really, more than, more than anything, it's about giving the opportunities. Because, you know, like, it, I, I, can, I can find you a handful of women who have directed, you know, big projects and can get, you know, Patty Jenkins can get pretty much her selection of the movies that are out there. Yeah. You know, like she, you know, not necessarily in competition with these guys, but she's now on the same level as, you know, uh, Anthony and Joe Russo, who could get, get whatever yes. movie they want done, or like a Fincher or something like that. She's, she's you know, up there in stature enough to to be deserving of it. What you need to do is get more women to the point where you can give them their first chance by giving them the opportunities that come before that first chance. That's the that's the real
1: my mind earlier. The reason I had like a little brain fart there is Coppola came in my head and I was like, no, definitely a dude. Don't say that. And I was like, oh, wait, Sofia Coppola, also a director, also (laughs) directed things that weren't women focused or women centric movies and did an excellent job with it. But it's almost like we're, it's like we let one into this club at any one time. And Sophia has, time has passed. And now we're, Patty may have her time. Maybe she's got it coming up because she did an action movie and that was pretty good. Um, Catherine Bigelow had a chance. She was there for a while. But like we're standing at the door saying, only one allowed at any one time. We're going to nominate two directors. Oh, you did that cute one about a 17 year old girl, right? Okay, great. You can come in too. And we're going to let this other one come in. But no more. That's it.
0: I have a. I have just a couple things I would like to share as uh, snubs in my mind. Okay, yeah. Uh, Delroy Lindo not getting nominated for Best Actor I to believe me that we
1: had that conversation when we watched The Five Bloods. Very
0: upsetting to me. Yes. Um, Spike and The Five Bloods just sort of getting not, no love whatsoever was kind of upsetting to me. We gave you Judas uh, and the Black Messiah. We <laughs> gave
1: you the trial. The vibe,
0: Divi- Ma buds was, <laughs> was much better than Judas and the Black Messiah. That's that's my, that's my call. That's my that's my saying on that one. Um, I uh, you just like it because there's like four alums of the Wire in that movie. It doesn't hurt. Doesn't <laughs> hurt. I'm just saying. Doesn't hurt. Well, that's where you fucked up. You should have <laughs> put more Wire
1: alums in Judas and the Black Messiah. That'd have been great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh shit, what else was there? Uh uh Boy State not getting nominated for documentary. I yep. enjoyed that one a lot. I don't know that anybody saw that though. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I think because it was Apple TV Plus, nobody actually yeah. saw it and therefore it didn't get uh Really good though. And as yeah. an
1: alum of Boy State, although not that Boy State, um accurate. That was the other thing I liked about it. Is uh I was uh I saw myself in that uh in that documentary. Yeah. So
0: uh no. No nomination for yeah. Wuhan Flu from uh, Borat's subsequent movie film, which I thought uh, for no other reason would have been great for the live performance aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also,
1: uh, Maria Bakalo- Bakalo- Bakalova.
0: Yeah, nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, And then uh, one more. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was... Well, I mean, I just generally speaking, I, I honestly think the best movie I saw all year was Soul. Like, I'm a little bit surprised that it didn't make the, the move up to Best Picture. And I know it's weird because, you know, like it's a Pixar movie and they don't usually get... The same kind of. I, life. I,
1: I was gonna say I'm not dating somebody who wears Mickey ears as an adult. So I um mini ears, sorry mini ears. So I I don't haven't seen it. Uh, it's not on my agenda to see. I mean so.
0: it it got nominated for for best animated feature, uh, and I would make it my my pick uh, of those five. But uh I I thought it was deserving of it. So anywho.
1: Well, I I just wanna say too the uh screenplay adapted screenplay original screenplay was a diverse group or more diverse. Than it traditionally has been, um, which doesn't necessarily mean racially diverse. I think it was there were several people of color who were nominated mm. in the in the categories, but there was also uh, honestly diversity as far as different backgrounds. And it's not like, uh, and no offense, because I love all of these writers, but it's typically it's not typically these guys. It's typically guys like these guys. It's John August and Craig Mazin and. A bunch of people you've heard before yeah and there's a lot of uh new names and diverse backgrounds again the guys who wrote moonlight uh which was adapted screenplay right no was it original screenplay adapted screenplay i can't remember i want to say adapted adapted right uh so the guys who go up there on stage with the adapted screenplay are guys from hollywood essentially that got a good story and rewrote a uh rewrote it into a great screenplay I like to see when there's more people out. And that is completely selfish on my part um, because I am not diverse. As uh, I said before we started, I am white. Uh, you can see it as, because I'm blown out. I'm completely <sighs> like Corey has a nice Irish red going on. Uh, mm. At least that I don't even have that. I'm just white. Uh, so diversity, not really in the background, but uh, diversity of story. Certainly, you know, uh, working class parents and, um, college and etc so i I like to see diversity of story yeah if nothing else um and not just the same five guys who keep writing every year yeah
0: and then uh one final thing this doesn't need to be a big huge deal but uh nick marcakis decided to call it an end uh to a a long career 15 years in the majors uh a favorite of ours through the oriole years uh nicholas (laughs) And I, I I'm just uh I just wish him the best. I, I I love Nick Markakis so much. He's not gonna be a Hall of Famer. He just doesn't have that kind of no. stat sheet. But in my mind he was one of those great Orioles who like kept things together during the lean years.
1: He'll probably be in the Orioles Hall of Fame. I oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: I'm sure he will be. And, you know, like I, I still still think back from time to time of one of the saddest moments being when he broke his hand in the uh, in the Yankee series. Yeah. And Buck was like damn near crying in the, the press conference, going like, he's been, he's been through so many lean years, and we finally get to the playoffs, and he broke his hand. Yeah. And like, Buck nearly crying. And anyway. Well, uh, and
1: uh, I want to say that when he left the Orioles, he left, uh, as I pointed out, for money essentially to go to the Braves. And I said, the only way that this is forgivable is if he's looking for a retirement package. And he wants a little bit of extra money to go into the retirement years. And Nick, to your credit, you ran out your contract with the Braves and then you retired. So you were looking for a little bit more money to go into your <laughs> retirement years. And I mean, it really
0: wasn't that much more. It was only it a honestly million wasn't. A more, And that's what but...
1: upset me at that point. I'm like, why would you leave the team that you have grown with for so long unless they said this and no more? And somebody else said. Uh, listen, we'll give you an extra 1.5 million a year, and you're thinking to yourself, "I got four years left, or three years left, or whatever it was." Well, and I mean, it,
0: he grew up in Georgia, so I'm sure that was important to him. But right. uh you know, the Orioles could have at any point matched that contract, and he probably would have come back. And so, they cho- yep, they chose not to. Yeah, uh, and again, and you know, he made he made an All Star appearance in that time. He was with the Braves <laughs> as opposed to with the Orioles, and so. I will
1: say, but I, for the for the record. All is forgiven.
0: Yeah. You. Oh yeah.
1: You went for the money, and I get that the Orioles could have matched it, and you would come back, but you, they didn't, and you didn't. But now you're retired. It's not as if you went there and then took less money on a, a three-year contract extension to waste away in the Braves organization. Yeah. You you did the contract. You got your money, and you left. So I understand so, fairly
0: well, Nicholas.
1: Fairly well, Nicholas. Good, nothing but good memories. So. Yeah. Well, you want to know where you can find other good memories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh where's that cory oh the anthem.com of the anthem.com or oh, the anthem on facebook twitter instagram and the listener line four four three two one nine seven five nine five sorry what's the number again four four three two one nine seven five nine five and you can find me at my website corybakerfilmmaker.com facebook.com forward slash corybakerfilm and at legendcb5 on twitter instagram and tiktok uh new stuff in the works yes okay uh Last last week's plans got pushed through this week. So mm. Mm. <laughs> it's coming now.
1: Oh, but I was just gonna mention to everybody that uh we transitioned seamlessly there to the four year consideration segment. Uh we skipped out on that brand new splash that's coming for four year consideration. <laughs> <clears throat> I believe we're coming up on month fourteen.
0: We're in a pandemic. I'm waiting for that slash <laughs> it's, t- it's tough to get my actors in the same place at the same time. Yeah, if <laughs> only
1: the two actors from that were, I don't know, dating and always here every time I come here <laughs> together. I mean, the napping schedule is certainly off. If I could just get all of you, like triplets, on the same napping schedule, I'm sure we could get a lot more done. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I would like to say big shout out to uh, producer Roberto. Um, he may yawn. More often than producer Brooks during the episode, which certainly is not distracting whatsoever. Uh, but uh, what he makes up for, what he lacks in enthusiasm, he makes up for in anal retentiveness, as was shown by his five hours of edits on a two-minute reel. Awesome. But you can find more of him at rtoazn on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, Facebook. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and Arizona <laughs> acting, if you're looking for an actor for your
0: next project, right? and- Is that right? Yes. Okay. And uh, and unlike producer Brooks, who turns on lights, he doesn't need to.
1: <laughs> well, listen, I will even take doing too much work for doing <laughs> no work, basically,
0: uh, and yawning during the show.
1: But uh, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com. You can find more about everything I'm working on, including the books, which are available on Amazon. Barrows books. Thank you. And by the way, episode 362. Would have thought I would remember my lines by now, but what are you <laughs> going to do? Um... So uh, we are working on edits of a lot of things. Uh, most importantly, the books, which will be back on Amazon by the summertime so that uh, you don't have to pay $42 for a copy of any of the books, which is awesome, but also it did not come to me. So I don't yeah. really care. Uh, I'm going to put up a new $15, <laughs> $15 version of the book and undercut the market. Uh, so there's that coming. Uh, new video was supposed to go up today. And I realized uh, after I left work that it didn't go live, despite the fact that I timed it to go live. So Kizik uh review or Kizik unboxing coming up and uh the SandCloud, which was gonna be later this week, will also be later this week, uh just on a different timeline because today's didn't go Live. So all right.
0: Well I think we've done good here today. We've done something.
1: I don't know if it's good. Uh but as I told you at the beginning of the show, Daylight Savings. We told you it was going to be an hour and it was only an hour. It doesn't <clears> matter how long it seems like it may have lasted. But uh <laughs> you've been listening to the O The Anthem Podcast for the O The Anthem Digital Network for Corey And producer, Roberto. This is Rob. Have a great day and week, everybody.
0: Brooks, you're sleeping. At least he's not chewing on cords.